brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The Chicago Bulls get a rare win against a better team in the Western Conference. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. The bipolar Chicago Bulls strike again as the Chicago Bulls defeat the Golden State Warriors. Now, this is a rare win against the Western Conference Finals. Uh, Clay and Steph combined for 46 points. They only score combined three more points than Nikola Vucevic in this game. This best game as the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Nikola Vucevic scoring 43 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, four steals. Booch was active and playing well today. Every starter for the Chicago Bulls had a positive plus minus and scored in double digits. Zach Levine goes 7 of 18 from the field, 1 of 8 from three-point range, but 12 of 14 from the free throw line. He gets 27 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, only 2 turnovers from Zach Levine. Um... Patrick Williams, 3 for 8, 10 points. Uh, Alice Caruso scores 12 points. He goes 4 of 10. Uh, Io DeSumo goes 5 of 9 for 12 points. Kobe White chipping in 15 points to lead the bench in scoring. The Bulls play a great balanced game in this game. They took care of the business that needed to be taken care of. The Bulls only lost one quarter in this game, and that was the second quarter in which they allowed 42 points. But the Bulls scored 35 points in the first 33 points in the third and 40 points in the fourth quarter, having a much better defensive effort, rotating out to the three-point line, uh, holding the Golden State Warriors to 49% shooting, 41% from three-point range, while they shoot 50% overall from the field themselves. Tons of turnovers, 23 turnovers from the Golden State Warriors in this game that the Bulls turned into over 30 points off turnovers. The Bulls only having 10 turnovers in this game. All 10 of those, I believe, coming in the first half. I don't think they had a single turnover in the second half of this game. Losing the rebounding battle did the Bulls only by two, but it didn't matter. The Bulls did enough. They took care of business. They get a victory, a much-needed victory, and this is how what happens when you play through Vooch. This is what happens also when you give consistent defensive effort for the whole four quarters and play with heart. The way that the Bulls played this game is how they need to play. With with DeMar, without DeMar, it don't matter. They now go into having three days off before they uh, play on the 19th in Paris against the Detroit Pistons. They then have three games, three days off after that as well. So long stretch off, only one game over the next nine days for the Chicago Bulls uh, left after today's game. This was a great game to see. Um, it was great to see the Bulls come. This was what we needed and a performance we needed from the Bulls for a while now. So... Also, it looks like Restream's messing up. So if my if my connection is going in and out, I apologize. It's not me. It's Restream acting foolish. Um, but, man, it was good to see the Bulls play in the way that they did. It was good to see the Bulls execute um, everything that was <laughs> everything that we've been wanting to see from the Chicago Bulls. We got to see this game. Now, can they make it consistent? Can they go out and do this consistently? That's the biggest question with this Bulls team. It's not can they play well. It's can they play well over an extended period of time. We've not seen that from this Bulls team a lot. We just have not. So we'll see if, if this 
Again, I'm away from asking this. This is the turning point. Um, the Bulls need to definitely look at how they played in this game. They need to rebuild, rebound off that. Um, but this is how we need the team to play. This is a very bipolar team. And if they can play this way consistently, things may change for the team. You, uh, Yoslin says, I'm shocked that we finally beat Golden State, but at the same time, not shocked because, of course, we beat a good team but lose to the bad ones. I feel where you're coming from with that. Vooch stirred the pot good from Say My Name. Yeah, Vooch got... He was in the rhythm early on. I've been saying it, playing through Vooch makes us harder to guard. Yeah, because Vooch is a willing passer on top of being the scorer that he can be when, when he operates mainly down low. But it wasn't even down low, this just down low. Vooch going 5 of 10 from three-point range in this game. That's crazy, man. That's wild. That's wild. In my opinion, what Mike Jones says, what a frustrating win. I feel you on that one, man. Definitely feel you there. Mark Shannon in the building says, I hate this team so much right now, bro. Why they can't play like this every game? I don't know, bro. But like the and it's not even just the big scoring, right? It's the execution. It's it's them being deliberate in how they move the ball. It's all those things. When the Bulls do those things, they are a dangerous team, man. It's very simple. When we play through Vooch, the offense opens up. So this is how you play. Shout out to Kobe for his shot making. Kobe, listen. For all those that, that were tired of Kobe White, I'm, I'm, I'm saying right now, I've been, I've been kind of dancing around it. The Bulls need to extend Kobe White, period. The Bulls need to extend Kobe White. If this is the type of growth that Kobe White can have with his first full offseason being an NBA player, we need to keep Kobe White finally playing defense, passing the ball well, moving well with and without the ball, keeping his head up, active on the defensive end of the ball, two steals in this game. Like, Kobe White is almost turning into the perfect bench player, right? The perfect bench player. Defense, shooting, scoring, passing, everything that you could want from a well-rounded bench player, Kobe White is giving you. Now, yes, it's one season, and you do run the risk if you extend him this season after only seeing it for one season, and it could only be a flash in the pan, but I almost don't care. Extend, Give that man his money. Pay that man is what it comes to when it comes to Kobe White. Pay the man. Pay him. Give him his damn money. Pay him. There's no, don't even, don't even, you gave Billy Donovan a secret, secret extension, give Kobe White a public extension. Extend that man as soon as possible. Give that man a contract. Kobe White has earned another contract with this team. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care people talking about, oh, he's up in his trade value. Fuck that. That's what I got to say. You two made to monetize me. I don't give a, give, even give a damn. If you still hating on Kobe right now, that says more about you than your understanding of basketball. Give that man a new contract. Extend that man. Period. That's a dope letterman jacket. Appreciate that, Ace. Sean Garrett Hayes, the jacket is so many. Listen, and you know what? I need to wear this jacket more often. I've worn this jacket three times. All three times I've worn it, the Bulls have won. And I'm I'm a superstitious motherfucker. That's it. I, I think this I think this jacket is goaded at this point. You gotta love this bipolar team. This was a great game, but I gotta say, even let's keep it going. Absolutely. Michael says, uh, this team, man, A is crazy. Matt says, I hate this team. Hey, listen, it's one of those teams you love to hate. Carlos Hayes, did you see the difference with the refs being fair on both sides? of the Oh, yeah. This was a very well-called game from the referee. And I know the Golden State Warriors fans probably aren't going to think that because they got called with a lot of ticky-tack fouls. But when you look back on the re I would say there was only one foul, and it actually should have went against the Bulls, that I looked at and said, all right, the refs got this wrong. Now, I didn't go through it with a fine-tooth comb, but this, hey, this was a game. If I were Billy, I'd use Drummond as well. I kept pounding the paint. Not sure why Billy didn't use Drum. Well, Drum is dealing with the injury, and Drum hasn't played well. And that's what we want to see. We can't just say that we want to see it 
when it's the star level players. I, we do need to see it when it's the star level players too. But when you don't play good, you don't get minutes. Uh, Drummond has not played well over probably like the last eight games, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah, it's good win, but what's the the upside here? We're still a fringe playing team. Blow, get the hell out of here, bro. Get you're you're broke. Um, the super chat. Hey, Ace Bell, thank you for that. Says uh, for the super chat. Let's go Bulls. Good win. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Brandon L. Jet says, feed motherfucking Vooch. I agree with you on that one, brother. We're not that far from 500, but man, checking the stats. Wow, this is what we needed. And I don't know if you got to see the game, bro. If you got to watch, this was a beautiful game of basketball. This, just real talk. Even, you know what, if the Bulls would have lost this game, this would have been one of those losses where I said, they played with heart. They just couldn't pull out the win. This was a beautiful game of basketball. From the Bulls, just the, outside the second quarter, the way that they executed on offense, the way how how the ball was moving all game, how the players were moving without the ball. Patrick Williams, hey, he took that he took the lead out his out his feet. He stopped playing, looking like he was playing with Tim's on, and, and looked like he got some J's on his feet because the boy was moving out there, very active. Even though all of that doesn't show in the stat sheet, but he was moving without the ball well. He was he was operating in space well. He put his body on people well to keep them off boards and boxed out well at times. Patrick Williams did a lot in this game that doesn't show up on the box score, for sure. Sean says the bipolar Bulls are back on the menu. Absolutely, man. Where's Shay? Because I know Shay got to be coming here like, yeah, I told you MF was, you know, because Shay liked to try to talk tough. Uh, I don't wish to ruin the mood because I'm happy about the win, but Hayes, do you think these better teams played? No. you. Somebody asked that before. If you looked at the way, look at the way that Steph was playing. Look at Steph's face. Every single time. They weren't playing down to the Chicago Bulls. And especially with already them announcing Clay sitting out tomorrow, if 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 they were playing down to the Bulls, this would have been the game that, that Clay set out in. No. If you watch this game, you can tell by their body language. You can now, in the fourth quarter, probably about two minutes, three minutes left in the fourth quarter, they were done. They weren't even trying at that point. But no, the Golden State Warriors were absolutely trying to win this game. Yes, Kobe's uh, game is elevated. He's playing good on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Ronald says, I've been on re-signing White for a while and wanted to start him, but love how he embraced his role now off the bench. Exactly. He's killing it. Dilbert says, uh, Delbert, sorry, says he'd been looking like Ben Gordon, Lou Will. I wouldn't say Lou Will. He has been looking a little, a little bit. I would say Ben Gordon's second year is what he kind of looks like. Ben Gordon's third and fourth year, he was on a different level. But Bill and Gordon in the second year, it's similar to what Kobe's doing right now. I think he, Ben Gordon still was scoring way more, but yeah. Yeah, Kobe has earned it for real, for real. Glad to see his growth. Give that man his contract. You wore the jacket the whole game. You ain't hot. Nah, bro. Come on now. I know how to manage. Uh, first of all, the studio, I keep the studio very cold because I have a bunch of equipment in here and servers and shit going on. And if the motherfucker was to start overheating, I lose like $8,000 worth of equipment. So, no, it's very cool in here. Hayes, are you going to join us for next Saturday's live? There's a live next Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there as long. I don't think I got nothing going on. Yeah. As long as as long as no crazy shit going on. Zanny Fresh says our fan base is so shifty. Y'all was trashing Kobe not too long ago. Soon as he had another bad game, people will, will want him. Oh yeah, this is a very bipolar uh, fan base for sure. Hey Hayes, could the Bulls win their next five games to get above five hundred? The, the teams don't look too difficult. Yeah, we're we're heading into our easiest part of the schedule. But keep in mind, the Bulls have lost more games to sub five hundred teams than they've won. So that would point to. Even though it's it should shape up to be an easy point of the schedule, we'll we'll see. They got Detroit, who I think definitely we can beat Detroit. We won against them last time. We got Atlanta. Atlanta's been a tough matchup for us. Uh, I don't think we've beat oh we beat Atlanta the last game. We beat them December twenty first. We beat Atlanta. Then we got Indiana. We got Charlotte, who's not playing good, and we got Orlando. Orlando's giving us fits. 
Uh, Orlando and Indiana and Atlanta probably scare me the most out of that, but I definitely think we can go three and two, if not four and one over the next five. Who knows with this Bulls team? DeMar comes back. We execute like we have been. But then after that, we got Orlando, L.A., Charlotte, Portland, San Antonio. I would say this. If the Bulls, I'm not ready to say that the season, that the play-in and all that saved yet. You know what? I'm not even going to put, because every time I put a timeline on it, they don't hit it. So we'll see what happens with this Bulls team. We'll see what they happens with this team. MC Season says, currently the most confusing team in the NBA. By far, brother. Like, it's not even close. This team is so damn bipolar. Um... It's just frustrating. It's really just frustrating to watch this team go up and down and how they can't maintain a level of play. But it is what it is. DBD says, so Vooch posting up and going through him. The offense becomes way better. Wow, Donovan is stupid. That's, hey, I'm not arguing with you there, bro. Uh, Vucci man came to play today. That is what Stacey King was talking about, how the Bulls should force teams to play their lineups against Vooch, not vice versa. Exactly. When you, especially when it's working, I can see times where it's like, hey, this just ain't working for us. We're losing the lead. Let's go small like they go small. But when it's working for you and you're finding success, you got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. BDB says this man's drip wa- makes water jealous. Bulls win feels good. Rocking my Bulls gear tomorrow. Listen, man, come on. I'm. I'm the drip god when it comes. And I keep telling y'all, one of these days, just to show y'all, I'm going to wear White Sox gear on a post-game show, and I hope it doesn't jinx us. But my my White Sox drip, it rivals the Bulls drip. That's all I can say. My White Sox drip is next level. I got a little bit of Cubs drip. I don't really rock with the Cubs. I like the color scheme. But my White Sox drip is right up there with the Bulls drip, right up there with it. I was joking with my friend earlier saying we were going to smoke his Warriors. I didn't actually mean it, but hey, I'll take it. Maybe I got to say that junk more often for teams in general. Listen, I cooked this team. I didn't give this team any chance. On my pre-recorded video on the pregame show, I was just like, listen, it don't look it don't look like it's, it this don't look like like a good outcome for the Chicago Bulls. But we came in, we played well, we executed, and they got the win. Kobe looked like MJ on the floor, dancing and prancing all over the court. And Michael Jackson is what I meant for those fools out there. That's funny. Hey, Kobe's just playing. And it's amazing. And we see, we see this with Laurie, right? When a player not only works on their game, but when they're playing with confidence, it takes them a step up as well. Not only has Kobe rounded out his game, he's confident. Now, you can see it by Kobe. Kobe is playing with another level of confidence, not just offensively, defensively. If you look at Kobe... His off-ball defense is almost like he just knows, I'm about to shut this dude down. Like he, It's like he just knows he can. And considering he got the T-Rex arms and everything and he's playing the defense, getting in the passing lanes like he has been, man, it's been huge for Kobe to see the way that he played, that he's been playing, not just in this game. Sean Garrett, one thing people don't mention about Kobe improving defense is the fact that he has to guard Zach and DeMar every day in practice. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I get that. But he, he's been doing that, guarding Zach probably his whole career. But, you know, it is what it is, man. I don't want to say nothing negative about a man that's improved his game the way that he has. Who could have thought if you actively search for your offensively gifted center, he scored? It's a simple game, bro. It's a simple game. Hayes, Warriors had a four-minute drought in the third. How do you think that helped out the Bulls? The same way that the five-minute drought in the second quarter helped out the Warriors because the Bulls were able to capitalize and score during that stretch. They didn't score in every position, but they were able to capitalize on it, and it, and it swung the momentum. The Warriors just could not get back in the game, and you saw the frustration on their faces in that. And so that's how it helped the Bulls. The Bulls were able to execute on it. Bro, now imagine adding DeMar to this off the bench to just come in and just up the score, shaking my head, disgusting. 
Yo, Hayes, I appreciate all your hard work. Caught the game uh, with the Warriors commentators. They talked about how the Warriors are inexplicably bad on the road. How much do you think that's a factor? I mean, it's a factor as much as anything else. I mean, it is what it is. Just imagine if Billy played through Vooch in the paint and half our losses like today, it wouldn't be lost. Well, it's not that simple as, hey, just playing through Vooch automatically get wins. It makes it easier to get them. Definitely makes them easier to get get uh, to get wins and to just that's just a better brand of basketball. When you have a center and your your focal point of your offense is your center and you have the personnel to all move without the ball and shoot threes, it makes the offense just that 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 much better. And especially helps with Alice Caruso shooting the ball a little bit better recently than what he has for the most part of the season. So those things combine when you have that type. And again, it's not going to look the same with Demar out there because Demar again is a very limited player in how he scores, right? And where I should say where he scores, how he scores is, is very, but where he scores on the court. So when you have uh, four other players that you can spread out that maybe not all shoot great percentages from three, but are a threat that the other team has to respect their three point shooting. It completely changes the outlook of the game. It's just great. Off, it's easy offense. It's a simple game, as Stacey King would say. Brandon L. Jett says, I want to punch this team in the nuts just to piss them off. Listen, man, you got to find motivation where you can find it. That's all I keep saying. You got to find motivation where you can find it, man. And this team dug in and found the motivation in the right places. Toro says, now let's see if we can get this dub in Paris, man. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Our YouTube channel is Chi-Town Bullies. I will mark that in. Just let me know, brother, and I'm in that mug. Bulls have been a roller coaster team this year. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. PB and Patch on somebody here for being a box score watcher. Uh, I've never expected that Vooch will get his career high in points against uh, Draymond. That's crazy. He tied it, right? I wish we would have got another one, but yeah, for sure. Ayo, to be honest, Derrick Jones Jr. has stepped up. If he just works on his inside game and not be afraid to go in, he can be a problem. I just need to bring that fire out, out like Patrick Williams. Listen, Derrick Jones Jr., he's 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 another really good bench player. He's a good energy guy. He can come in and, and, and provide some shot blocking, a solid defense at times, even when he's kind of outweighed at times, and he runs the floor. And when this team rebounds the way that they have and they run the floor, Derrick Jones Jr. being out there is, is a huge asset to the team. Just give Vooch a three-year, $50 million deal. If he extends, it's probably going to be something like that. Uh, Yeah, something like that. Maybe even a $55 million deal over three years, maybe the third year being a player or team option, something like that. If you're going to trade any of our guards, who would you pick? And this is not because I think he's a bad player. A lot of people, when they say these trade ideas, they are like, hey, let's trade a bad player. I would say Alice Caruso because I think he has the, more, the most trade at, uh, value. He's a veteran. Um, he has, what, two years left on his contract. He's a player that most teams would love to have defensively, and his offense can come secondary. Um, and so I think you can get the most back for for Alice Caruso. Kobe White, I know a lot of people are going to say Kobe, but considering he does have the potential to be a restricted free agent this season, I think you get less value back for that. And so I'm basing it just off that. Also, upside. Kobe White, what Kobe White is showing you, he's been able to add to his game in his first full offseason – Oh, he's still what 22 23 years old hey i don't want to give up that potential man and he may he this may be it this may be the cap for kobe i'm not sure that it will be but if it is that's still a damn good bench player in the nba in my opinion i don't understand why we don't make a conscious effort to run the offense through vooch every game listen bro that's the question we've been asking here for a year and a half brother a year and a half Vern, question hayes why do we show up against other elite teams but just go other elites first of all we're not an elite team so let's not say other elite teams like we're in that category because that's not the category that we're in. But I get what you're saying. I'm just, you know, I got to throw some shit towards you, brother. Um, 
just uh, go through the motions against bottom feeders. I have no idea, bro. That's why this team is bipolar. If you figure out the answer to it, let me know. Pat aggressive all night. Got to keep it up. Yes, I agree. Definitely agree. You think Zach? No, there's no chance Zach is traded. Hayes, uh, love from the UK. Shout out to watching from the UK. Nice to be watching live for once because of the early tip-off and big win to go with it. Yeah. Hey, great game. Great game to watch, especially from my overseas viewers, man. Uh, you said it yourself that the Bulls can't invest that much money in guards, so if they extend Kobe, that means Io Green and maybe Caruso have to go. No, doesn't. Again, Green plays very little guard. Um, like I said that, I didn't say that, I, I didn't say they can't invest. They can I just said that that's a tall order to do for a team that isn't near a championship team. They can absolutely extend Kobe and they can extend Io. They have they have bird rights on both of them. They can go over the cap to resign them. And I think if they do, if Kobe and Io are both resigned this offseason, you probably will see a move made by the trade deadline to kind of free up some more cap space other places. But because they don't use Javante at guard, Javante's played no minutes at the guard this season. Um, I think you can keep Javante, but I've already told you guys, I think Javante's gone this offseason anyway. Javante is an unrestricted free agent this season. He's 29 years old. He's going to go to whoever can offer him the most money. The Bulls, technically they could offer him a lot of money because they do have his bird rights, but they're not going to pay. I don't see them paying because Javante is probably going to get a full mid-level exception as a base. That's $10.5 to $11 million as, as a baseline. And he's going to get um, raises over that over the next couple years. I don't see Javante Green coming back to the Chicago Bulls. I just don't. Sean Game says, uh, good win tonight. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Mixo in the building says, got to give DJJ his flowers, too. He's been playing great on defensive end and playing good off the ball. Absolutely. Uh, completely agree with you. Sean says, facts. In order to get to something good in return, you have to give up value. Yeah, a lot of people think, and, you know, it's 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 not just Bulls fans. It's fans in sports in general. They think their team can give up just the pieces that they don't like on the team and get something back meaningful, and it's like it doesn't usually work that way. To get something back important, you have to give something up. And this Bulls team would have to give up something um, good to get to considering what level of player they want to get back. One day, P. Will will catch a Kawhi Leonard dunk like he did to the Jazz in the playoffs. Hey, listen, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Ben, hold on, I skipped it. Ben Paul says, I love seeing Dre uh, lose. Why do so many people not like Draymond? Zach and Pat have learned what they can from DeRozan. Trade DeMar now while he's still worth something. Uh, I mean, but we've seen it, right? Like in the games that we lost, as much as I am not the biggest blind supporter of, of what DeMar does for this team, in the fourth quarter, it can't be denied. When the Bulls go through scoring droughts, it's usually DeMar that gets them out of it. Because he can get to the free throw line. If nothing else, he's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to get some points up on the board when we're going through scoring drought. So I get what you're saying in that. And I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong. It depends on what you can get back. I don't th think you just trade him for anything. But again, they, what, last thing that we heard is he's untouchable. The Bulls don't plan on moving DeMar. If anything, depending on if this team struggles next season, maybe by the trade deadline next season is when we'll see something like that. Extend Kobe if they let another one slip away. I'm a, and I do think that, that this front office mindset. I do think that AK and Eversley are looking at, at Wendell, looking at Laurie, looking at um, uh, 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 Daniel Gafford, even maybe looking at Bobby Portis, who experienced the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way 
and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. They didn't trade away, but they heard. They, they know the fan base is watching what Bobby Portis is doing and saying, we don't want to give up on any more young players because if they do, if, they, if Patrick Williams, for example, takes the leap, it's his third year. He's not going to take the third-year leap. Uh, maybe in this fourth. Maybe it's not to his fifth year. Maybe it's not to the sixth year like Laurie. If Patrick, to keep in mind, even three years from now, Patrick Williams will be 24 years old. That's still that's before his prime. That's before his prime. If it takes three more years for Patrick Williams to t- hit the potential that he has, I think AK and Everly are going to be waiting to invest in that. I think they don't want to risk another player going away. And turning into the start. Now, that could hurt them. I'm not saying that that's perfect mindset to have, but I'm just saying that's what I think that they're, they're thinking. It could hurt. It could end up paying off. It could go a lot of different ways. But I, I think that the chance that Io, Kobe, P. Will, and Dalen Terry, let's just throw Markle in there. Out of those five players, if you hold on to three or four of them and two of them out of that three or four turn into maybe not even star-level players, maybe high level role players on this team. That is what get, adds longevity. That's how you build a team. You can't just keep building a team through trade, 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 trade. There's not many teams at the top echelon of the NBA that were built through trades. Most of the teams were built through having solid pieces that you then allow to develop and you build around that skill level that they have. So we'll see what ends up happening. The story's not written out on any of those players yet. Um, of course, it gets closer to that every year that goes by, but I really think this front office doesn't want to risk missing out on another player that's going to turn into exactly what they need. The Bulls don't run through Vooch because Billy doesn't know how, who was a big comparable to Vooch that Billy had on the team. That doesn't mean he doesn't know how. But keep in mind, the same coach who had Al Horford and, and Joe Kim Noah, um, and they absolutely played through them in college. So that doesn't mean he does, just because he hasn't had a big like Vooch before, doesn't mean he doesn't know how. That's that's not good. That's not good a good mental place to come from. That's just, that isn't, but I will say a better point to make than that is he hasn't shown us that he's going to do it, whether he knows how or not, he doesn't, he hasn't shown us that he's going to do it consistently. So it raises enough uh, area to have concerns about it. I have the impression that we are doing the same season as last year, but in reverse with the second part of the season, much better than the first. Let's hope that you're right. I'm not saying that there's no chance of that happening, but yeah, I got to see it, man. I got to see it. After tonight, it's hard to argue we lost the Vooch-Wendell trade, but if wishes were ponies, what if we had Vooch at center and Wendell at the four? Hayes Wright can't have it all. Well, that would be a terrible four or five matchup. I mean, a lineup. That's bad. There's no lateral quickness anywhere on that. today. In today's NBA, that'll get you killed. Uh, it's clear that we uh, need a star point guard. There's a reason we're so successful when we had the big four with Lonzo. Caruso is not a starting point guard as much as I love him, but Lonzo won't be back anytime soon. Well, keep in mind, People overrate. We talked about this at the halftime hangout. People overrate the success that we had when Lonzo was there. I literally on the nine game winning streak was pointing out exactly the things that we were doing wrong that were going to come back to bite us in our ass against better competition. We were 11 and 11 against above 500 teams with Lonzo there. So still 500, which is good. Um, But the the style of play that we did the exact, I said this in the halftime hangout. I'm going to say it again. 
Go back and watch. Not for how good we play or the or end result. Go back and watch. Pick five random games from when Lonzo Ball was playing. And it's not Lonzo's fault. I'm not saying that. But pick five random games, and you will see the things that still hurt this team now hurt us then. We just were able to overcome it. We were a, a, a newer team to the NBA. There wasn't a lot of tape on us. And we were playing against not the best competition. So I get what you're saying in that. But I think that that time period we kind of remember more better than what it was it was great it was fun it was the first time in years having a Bulls team that was winning at that level but there were still some glaring holes and issues with the team that that we saw start to start to hurt us that season so that's just my thought on it. L says we won lol I hate this team now let's go to lose to the Pistons I'm confused with this team I need a drink I feel you I feel you by the way we got to do our, our usual win shot I got my good tequila still in the building. I can't, I'm keep wasting this good ass tequila, man. Oh shit! Fuck that. Salute. Whoa! Put some hair on your chest. That's why it's not for shooting. That's a sipping tequila. But you know it is what it is. Josh Giddy is cooking Brooklyn right now. I don't know if that makes me feel better about our OKC loss, but this Bulls win helps. A win is a win. A win is a win. We got to string together more of those. Vern in the building says, hey, Hayes, do you think we add depth at the power forward and shooting at the deadline? Man, I have no idea, bro. No idea what this team is going to do at the trade deadline. I really don't know. I have no idea, man. I wish I knew. I have no idea. Auntie in the building says, I love how Bulls kept using Vooch. I wish we can see this every game. I feel with you there. I feel you there. Continuity is good, but players need role models to learn from. I think a veteran high IQ power forward would be good for Pat's development. That hey, Thad Young would be would do wonders for him right now, right? LOL, that battle cap is gone. It's right there. It's right there. I'm just if I bend my head down and get it, the dog's gonna attack me. Like he really is. Uh Bulls always playing good teams well, but these weak ass teams, Bulls be on BS. That's why I call they ass the, the bullshitters. That's funny. Uh bro throat just caught fire with that shot. Listen, shooting tequila is fine to shoot. Sipping tequila, sipping tequila stronger. So that's why you're supposed to sip it. When you shoot that shit, man, listen. Brother, I was at work. Hayes, what I miss? You missed a damn good basketball game played by the Chicago Bulls, man. These dudes need to watch the last dance and build upon this win. Seriously, that last dance shit ain't going to help them. This, these, Leo, where you at? He about to do some stupid shit. Oh, he's behind me. Never mind. He's not going to do no stupid shit. He's asleep. <laughs> Bet the dog won't. Listen, Leo is crazy and he's old and senile. Like, Leo literally forgets who I am sometimes. I was asleep on the couch. And I must have snored. And I woke up because Leo was literally at my face, barking in my face. I'm like, Leo, it's me. He laid his ass back down. Dogs that are old, bro, they get seen now. Like, doggy dementia is a real thing, bro. The dog has dementia. I know he does. Leo wants some of your tequila. Listen, I got him one time. Uh, I dropped an edible. And before I could pick it up, Leo swooped down on it and ate it. That was a fun night. If y'all ain't never got y'all dog high, I'm telling y'all. Getting a dog high, and not intentionally. Don't intentionally get your dogs high. But if you've ever seen a dog off an edible, that shit is hilarious, bro. Hilarious. He got the munchies and everything. That shit was funny. That shit was hilarious, man. I'm not even going to hold y'all. That man was high as shit off that edible. Hayes, do you think signing Carmelo Anthony to either play starting for uh, Pat Small for to having him on the bench will help P. Will? No. Listen, there's teammates uh, signing Carmelo Anthony. Um, and P. Will's fine at the four. He doesn't need to play small four. He just needs to develop at the four. The edible. Oh, bro, like literally. So I dropped the edible. 
And literally, as I bent down to pick it up, you know how like things start happening in slow motion in your head? So I look, I'm bending down to get it. I look up and I see him beelining towards the edible. And literally, it, it felt like at least right before my hand touched the edible, he had already had it in his mouth and was looking at me like, damn, that was good. And then about 15 min minutes later, that motherfucker was high. His eyes were red. They were droopy. He was looking at me like, huh? Like that shit was hilarious, bro. Hilarious. But anyway, uh, what if the Bulls team are just low-key uh, tanking and just want to win against the good teams? Uh, that's, that's silly. If the Bulls going into the playoffs, what team you want the Bulls to match up with? The Bucks, Celtics, or Nets, Celtics? Absolutely. Brandon CV with the Super Chat. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, if the Bulls going to the playoffs, what team you want the Bulls to be matched up with? I just said that. The Celtics. Did, I, did you leave that twice? Don't leave. Come on, uh, don't leave comments twice. I hate it when y'all do that. Melo is probably ring hunting, but I wouldn't mind if he wants to do a farewell tour with the Bulls or something. Well, I don't know if he's ring hunting because he's not on any team right now. Uh, no team signed him, which considering the season he had last year off the bench was pretty damn good season. So I'm surprised Melo isn't on the team by now. I just knew Melo would be on the team by now. Patrick Williams needs to get himself involved every game. What Patrick Williams need is a sports therapist. I keep telling y'all. He needs to be, he literally needs to be under hypnotism every time before a game starts um, so that they can they can hypnotize his ass and make him think he's Michael Jordan or something. I don't know what needs to happen, but he needs some help. That poster attempt, I keep losing my shit on these. Can't wait to see if he gets one. Yeah, I feel you. Three different Bulls put up 40 in January. That's crazy. That's wild. Brandon L. Jet with the Super Chat. Thank you for supporting the channel at that level, my brother. He says, Bulls wins. Yay, sarcastically. Billy Donovan, keep feeding Vooch, you bitch. That's that's crazy. Uh, seeing how we look tonight uh, without DeMar, adding a legit two-way to the starting lineup uh, when we decide to move on from him could be scary. Yeah, listen, and it's not just a two-way, right? Two-way helps too. But if you add somebody, and again, this is not to shit on DeMar. This is not. I'm just talking about just basketball, just X's and O basketball. If you had a somebody at the three who was a more of a threat to shoot the three-point ball, right, who uh, DeMar's a great passer. He doesn't pass as much as I would like sometimes. But if you add somebody who is a defensive player that that is not necessarily a three-level score, but at least a two-level score, meaning that even if they just got the three and they can they can cut to the rim, if you add that at the three, this the floor opens up so much more. You can then go to Vooch a little bit more. I keep telling you guys, one of the reasons why we can't play through Vooch as much as we would want is because DeMar DeRozan is basically a post-score. The way the area that he gets his points in, it basically makes him a low post scorer. And so to avoid clogging the lane, it kind of pushes Vooch out of there sometimes. With a legit, like if you if you replaced DeMar DeRozan, for example, with Kyle Uber. No, he's a terrible player. I don't even know who off the top of my head to say. Let's just say Wiggins because we played him in day, right? Somebody who's a threat to shoot the three. I'm not saying we're going to be a better team, but I'm saying the offense would probably flow a little bit better. Doesn't mean we're going to be as successful. But it helps. Shay in the building, I've been looking for you, bro. Why You ain't say none of your, where are the Vooch haters at now, you bitches? Where, where's that at? We expected that comment from you. Hayes, are you surprised that Hassan Whiteside and Eric Michelle ain't on the team right now? No, I'm not at all. The way that Hassan Whiteside played toward the back end the last time he played, I'm not surprised with it at all. Pat isn't in position. People to catch rebounds. It's the scheme, not him. Exactly. And I said that on the halftime hangout, seriously. And that's not to absolve Patrick Williams from needing to be more aggressive because he does. But if you look like just part of the scheme is they the Bulls don't try for offensive rebounds. Go and watch every offensive possession for the Chicago Bulls. You will see more times, probably 90% to 95% of the time, as soon as the shot goes up, 
they go back to the other end. That scheme, that scheme, because Zach wasn't doing that under, under um, what's the idiot's name, Boylan, right? We weren't doing that under Boylan. So it's the scheme thing. Again, not saying that I understand it because we don't have the best one-on-one defenders you want to get and make sure you're set up. But Patrick Williams would absolutely get, be getting more rebounds if we ran a more traditional style offense, which we don't. Certification Poppy which says, tell all the trade vooch bitches to suck a dick. Fuck y'all whole bag. Sorry for all the cursing haze. All right, listen. I'm trying to clean the show up, man. I'm trying to clean the show up. Markel says, off topic, but I never saw the Kawhi comparison with Pat like his defense. Yeah, maybe. It's not all, all that uh, at that level yet, but maybe it'll develop into something like that. But his, his shooting, hell no. Listen, well, keep in mind, Kawhi's first two seasons, not too dissimilar from Patrick Williams, even in the hesitation to shoot. He just had a better coach that forced him to be, to be in those positions. But I will say this. The Kawhi comparisons to me were always lazy comparisons. Um, people just like to – like they make blind comparisons. I, I, I don't even like comparing players to other players. I like to just – to talk about the player's skill set and be that. Let that be it. If Michael Porter Jr. played uh, – if Michael Porter Jr. played defense, he'd be perfect on the team. Absolutely. 100%. Correction on this. We're not winning nothing. Well, we just won a game without DeMar. But we're not running nothing without DeMar if you don't replace him with a specific type of player and you don't change your offense when you replace him. That's when you don't. If we try to run the same system with any other team, yeah, we're not going to win without DeMar. But if you replace DeMar, nobody's saying, hey, just send DeMar away and all of a sudden we're good. You you want to get something back for him. And depending on what you get back for him, no, we can still absolutely win. But a, th- a few things have to change on top of that. The way that we run our offense has to change, Right. Our half-court offense has to change drastically in a point like that. That was a good game by the Bulls tonight. Absolutely, Jimmy. Absolutely. Pat Will isn't the most athletic. Oh, yeah, he's not He's not a, a, a super huge athlete. He's not. Hayes, do you think we should bring uh, in Horace Grant and B.J. Armstrong to our coaching staff to bring championship attitude and mentorship to the team? Well, B.J. Armstrong is now an agent, so he can't be on the team's coaching staff. Horace, like, like no, you don't need to do no, no more gimmick shit. No more gimmick shit. You build a championship culture. That's what I want to see this team do is build a championship culture. Exactly, Hayes. And fools just be standing around watching the ball instead of actually going for it. 100%. It's Hassan Whiteside worse than Tony Bradley. He's not getting picked up uh, by Steven Adams, but Whiteside is bad. Well, the keep in mind, no, I'm not saying that he's worse than, but Tony Bradley had a contract. When Tony Bradley's contract's out, he's G League all day. He's G League all day. Lonzo, nowhere near fully healthy. I don't expect him to come back this season. Agreed. 100% agree with you. Tonight, Nikola Vucevic had a career high. The last time he scored 43 points was against us the year he got traded to us. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Pat Will kind of deadly at mid range and three-point range. Patrick Williams is a over a 45, I think, percent three-point shooter. That's not anything to, to overlook. Patrick Williams on this season. Hold on. Let me get the stats. This season, he's a 41% three-point shooter. That's, that's nothing to shake your head at, right? Just got to see him do it consistently. I hate ESPN. I hate going to ESPN for shit. Them, their ads are fucking atrocious. Ace, Bulls really play good for the Warriors as usual. Sloppy, more turnovers, and poor defense. The ultimate rage is not a blind comparison. The body type, size, the large hands, defense, even the nickname Paul, which perfectly rhymes with Claw. Well, by blind comparisons, I mean most people who make the Kawhi comparisons didn't think about all that. I mean the most casual fans. They heard it, and they're like, oh, well, Patrick, you heard? Patrick Williams is the next Kawhi. That's what I mean. Body size, there's a lot of people with similar body size. Skill set is what should determine players. 
And their skill set, there's been nothing. Their skill sets really aren't that very that similar. Defensively, I can see it. The versatility defensively, if Patrick Williams ever conti continually wakes up, but it's still a blind comparison to me. JT Max is jumping over to YouTube now. Yeah, Tony Bradley's booty. Tony Bradley's cheeks, man. Cheeks. Jay Reyes says, hello, watching from the Philippines. Glad to have you in the building, brother. Brandon Ojet says, I love P. Will's jump shot. I just wish he shot it more. Agreed. Agreed. Patrick would become a dog if he was under pop. Oh, absolutely. D by now, his third season, well, two and a half because he missed most of the second season. Season By now, Pop would be running probably eight sets through Patrick Williams a game. That's what Pop would be doing. Eight sets would go through Patrick Williams a game on top of him taking open shots that naturally come in the flow of offense. Patrick Williams naturally would get 12 to 15 shots per game under Greg Popovich, no matter who else was on the court. But we don't have Greg Popovich here, so it's nice to dream about, but it's not going to happen. The perfect player Patrick Williams remind me of is Luau Dang. The shot is similar, and he looks like he's moving slow, but he's actually quick on his feet. That's from Shea. That's not a bad – I've always said Tony Bradley is like what he could be, right? With with a – not to, Tony Bradley. Jesus. Tony Allen with a better offensive game is what he could be. Tony Bradley. Jesus, that's, that's, that's terrible. My dog is better than Tony Bradley. Uh, Pat is not confident or anything crazy. Just got to pick his spots better and shoot when he needs to shoot. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Which Bulls coach over the last 20 years was the best at uh, best at developing young talent? I'm going to have a crazy answer for you guys. Vinny Del Negro. Not a great coach. Vinny Del Negro for his career as a Bull, I think, was 500 coaching. Not great. Not terrible, as some people would have you believe. And keep in mind, Derrick Rose grew his game under 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 uh, Vinny Del Negro. Now he added the fine touches and became an MVP under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, Dang became a better player under Vinny Del Negro, right? We lost Ben Gordon. People were like, hey, man, this is going to be tough. And we still grew as, as, as a team. Like, I, Vinny Del Negro and what he did developing and helping players build confidence, putting players in position to just, again, force them to up their game. Vinny Del Negro did really good at player development. And what, over the last 10 years... Let me go. Let me make sure I'm not missing any coaches. Well, you said last 20 years. So last 20 years, it was what? Skiles? Skiles may be above him. Over the last 20 years, Scott Skiles. We had the other Boylan who was an intern head coach, but he was only there after Skiles got fired. Vinny Del Negro, Tom Thibodeau, Fred Hoiberg, Jim Boylan, and Billy Donovan. Am I right? Seven coaches over the last 20 years? Am I right about that? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong if I'm missing somebody. Out of those, it's either Scott Skiles or Vinny Del Negro. I'll give as the best at player development. My personal opinion. They do say, yeah, bro, that's that slipped out. That definitely slipped out. Oh, other people agree, but I didn't think that this was going to be a popular opinion. Del Negro. Yeah, I really think uh, Vinny Del Negro. Vinny Del Negro still coaching where? Uh, no, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Chris Paul sabotaged him. Uh, uh, Paxson choked him out. And I think he, he's, I don't know what he's doing right now. Let's take a look. Isn't he an analyst on some on somewhere? I know I saw him. I think I saw him. Was it TNT or ESPN? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Damn, Vinny Del Negro's been out of coaching for 10 years. Vinny Del Negro's career win career is a is a over 500 coach. Career-wise, he's 210 wins to 184 losses. Not a bad coach. Bill Cartwright re definitely wasn't in the last 20 years, bro. That was that couldn't have been the last 20 years. Oh shit, it was. Damn. Damn. Cartwright was the coach in 2003. Mm. Still don't think I can say he was best at development, man. Boylan wrote a thesis about Hakeem and defensive strategy in the post. Zach and Kobe first showed major defensive growth under him. I think the dude got undeserved hate, unpopular opinion. No, no, 
I don't care what thesis he wrote. Like I tell everybody, you can fix your mouth to say anything. If you can fix your mouth to say anything, you can write anything. Kobe and Zach show defensive growth under Boylan? No, bro. Not at all. I got to disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think the last time I saw Vinny was on NBA TV. That makes sense. That makes sense. I heard that on Shaq and Chuck's show. Oh, okay. If you think uh, Billy was terrible at adjustments, uh, Vinny was even worse. No, I got to disagree with that. If you look, for example, just I would say in that Celtics series, D, uh, when we faced the Boston Celtics in the first run series, Vinny Del Negro made more adjustments than Billy has his whole time in just that one series. Defensively, I'd say uh, Vinny made way better adjustments defensively. Now, offensively, I can give you. Offensively, he was a very limited offensive coach. But defensively, I think Vinny was solid. Zach and Kobe suffered under Boylan. This dude is tripping. I, yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Tibbs was terrible at in-game adjustments offensively. Oh, well, Tibbs' adjustment offensively was Derek. Derek. That's how I used to say, Derek. That's it. That was his, that was his adjustment offensively. That's it. The whole offense was Rose, Noah, and Luau. Yep, and Keith Bogan hitting the random three. We all blame Tom for the Rose injury, but he was a great coach, though. Tough and always got the most from his. Oh, yeah. I mean, but a coach like Tom Thibodeau always has a shelf life of five to six years. That's it. Unless Thibodeau gets on a roster that is just primed for a championship, um, Tibbs is always going to be five or six-year window for Tibbs. That's just the type of coach he is. Hayes, I guarantee you that if we get that, how are you going to guarantee and then say if? Bro, like, you need to understand what the word guarantee means. But at that young back on the team, you're going to see a big improvement because he's a veteran that everybody listens to. It's it's very unlikely Thad's walking through that door. <laughs> Tibbs adjustment was playing starters 40 minutes a game. Yep. You remember, wasn't it the game where didn't, like, Jimmy Butler play, like, a 50-minute game because he went into overtime one time or something like that? I know. I remember there was a game where Joe Kim Noah played, like, 44 minutes one game. I think it's crazy. Was Bogan was Bogan still in the league after Chicago? I do not think so. I think that was his. That was it. After he left Chicago, I don't think he played again. Let me check. I, I like to fact check myself to make sure I'm not tripping. No, he actually did. So after Bogan's left Chicago, he played in New Jersey the following season. Only played five games. He played for Brooklyn after that. He played 74 games and started 23 for them. And then the last time he played was the 13-14 season, and he played six games for Brooklyn. I mean, uh, for Boston. That's crazy. I think it was 52 minutes. That's crazy, man. That's wild. All right, y'all. I got to get ready to go do Locked on Bulls. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. This is a great win to talk about, great win to break down, and a great win to see our Chicago Bulls just come out and execute a full four quarters of basketball, winning every quarter but that second quarter. Um, it was just good to see the Bulls play in the way that they have, man. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and a voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. Like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red, y'all. And make sure you guys come and see us over on Locked On Bulls as well. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.